1: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All
3: right, all right, what's up, everybody? Championship week is here. Uh, we had... Uh, not the best game in the world last night. No. Your boy Dak Prescott, man. I don't know, man. He's throwing the interceptions, man. I don't know. I mean, listen. I I, I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna yes. say. They're not, yeah. they're not his fault. They're not his fault. I know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, we we can put quotes around the interceptions. That's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Thanks for thanks for every thanks everybody for joining for listening. Appreciate you guys. We're gonna get into your start sit questions for your championship week this week. Um, Big week, guys. Like I'm wishing everybody the best of luck here. We all need it. We might have baller teams. You might think you're you're a shoe-in, but we all need some luck. You never know who's gonna pop off for three touchdowns, right? It's it's right. it's bound to happen. Right. Uh who was it? I think it was uh you know, obviously Gabriel Davis had that fluky, you know, three touchdown game in the actual playoffs. It was four right?
4: touchdowns. I think it four was four touchdowns. I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: Excuse me, excuse me. Um, and then he also, and then you know, there were some other guys. Who who was it in the fantasy playoffs? Oh, it was Jamar Chase in the fantasy championship, yeah, scoring those three touchdowns. So you never know what's gonna happen, guys. So this is gonna be a big week. Um, so let's get it popping. I, I do want to go over just a little bit of news before we get into some questions and before we uh do an underdog draft as well. Uh so just wanted to kind of go over a couple things. Last night, you know, Tony Pollard was inactive. Derrick Henry was inactive. Uh, Zeke you know, could not be efficient at all. Like we, I, I said that he'll be lucky to get 60 yards rushing. He didn't even yeah. get close to that, but he did end up scoring a touchdown. He was under 10 PPR fantasy points. So, you know, it does suck. You know, if Tony Pollard was in there, you never know. Maybe they would have done better on offense and maybe Zeke would have had even more points. Um, yeah. So that sucked that you couldn't start Tony Pollard in your championship week. Hopefully you were able to find an alternative. And then we didn't really like, you know, Hassan Haskins that much he didn't really do much you know he couldn't get anything going Uh, Malik Willis uh, was a surprise bench you know after our show yesterday Uh, so you know I think they made the right decision because at least they were able to move the ball a little bit you know and make this game a little competitive
4: Dobbs was at least you know serviceable in the passing game Malik Willis started three straight games he didn't throw for 100 yards in the first half Josh Dobbs had 146 yards passing so yeah definitely the right move there I think You don't want to say you upgrade the Titans' offense because I don't know how much you can upgrade this offense. There's not a whole lot of upside here. But at least the receivers have some sort of upside with Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Where with Malik Willis, the receivers were pretty much an afterthought. Um, I'm not sure. What do you you think of, like, Traylon Burks? I think that It it doesn't
3: even matter at this point. It's week week 18 next week. Who cares? If your championship is week 18, go – never mind. I'm not going to say it. Um, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, like, listen, if your championship week – Listen, we already had so much craziness go on for week 17 championship week. Imagine what's going to happen in week 18. You're going to have so many yeah. of your guys not playing. Um, yeah. You know, so, but yeah, anyway, um, a couple guys, you know, in terms of practice, Kenneth Walker, limited. Tal Lockett, limited. Uh, for Lockett, it's a good sign that he was limited. You know, he didn't practice on Wednesday or wasn't listed uh, as being a participant in practice on Wednesday. So that's a good sign for him that he might be able to play this week. If he does, he's a wide receiver too even though it's a tough matchup for him. Um, Christian Watson's still not practicing. Um, you know, LaFleur said that he would practice in a limited capacity before practice, but then he ended up uh, as a DNP on the practice report. So keep that in mind. There's still some hope and optimism that he's going to play. Uh, you know, and they asked, their his OC, like, hey, like, can he play even if he doesn't practice? He said, yes, that is possible. But, you know, keep an eye on that situation because obviously, you know, not having him would be a huge blow Yeah, uh, to, to your fantasy team. For humongous.
4: Sure. And especially with the matchup that Watson has, you know, we've been talking about it all week, that this would be a humongous game. And I know you sent me a tweet earlier today for us about Christian Watson winning redemption for that touchdown that he dropped in week one. Um, That would be something. I hope that you can get on the field and actually have a chance to, you know, correct that. Um, But otherwise, yeah, this is not good news that he's not practicing, but I'm still holding out hope because it's Christian Watson. I think there's a chance he plays. They need him. The Packers trying to make a playoff push. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes, even if he's not 100%. Uh,
3: James Connor didn't practice on Thursday because of an illness. Uh, these players are rarely missing games for illnesses, so hopefully he'll be able to practice today and be f- just fine. Um, I think that's really like the biggest pieces of news, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Alvin Kamara still hasn't practiced either, uh, personal and quadriceps. And the personal could be because he's not happy. Yeah. Uh, a couple of days ago, you know, he was asked about his role in the passing game and why he's coming off the field on third downs. And he's like, You can't, you gotta ask, you gotta ask somebody else. You can't mm-hmm. you can't ask me. Um, so I'm asking know, the same questions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm asking the same questions, and you know, his OC said that, you know, blah blah blah. blah. He started making so many excuses at the podium. and yeah. I'm just like, dude, the best coaches in the league get the ball in their best players' hands, period. Yep, like that's li- literally like that's that's your answer you know what I'm saying that you have done a bad job doing that
4: yeah I mean I mean Rashid Shahid I get it I get the intrigue no, I'm kidding <laughs> like Alvin Kamara you know <laughs> you need to get him the ball regardless if you want your offense to be you know moving and operating at its highest level especially with you still in contention for a playoff spot how they're still in contention for playoffs by six and nine you know that's just a testament to how bad the NFC South has been but you still have this opportunity there's no reason to be going off of Alvin Kamara this week or moving forward for the rest of the season unless you guys are eliminated, like there's no reason to not give him the ball. And we saw him get those touches against Cleveland in the, obviously the cold weather. It was, you know, what else were you expecting in that game for Alvin Kamara? He got 20 carries, but I think you need to give him that regardless. And definitely some more touches in the passing game. There's just been a lot of questions about Alvin Kamara. Obviously the, um, the possible, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Punishment by the NFL. Oh yeah. Over what yeah. happened at the pro bowl has kind of loomed over the season, but You know, I think you can't really excuse that. It's not even Alvin Kamara's fault as much as it is the coaching. And I can't believe they're not using him how they should. Exactly. Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't practice on
3: Thursday. It doesn't look like he's going to play. Miles Sanders, uh, he did return to practice on Thursday uh, in a limited fashion. He said that him being held out from practice on Wednesday was just precautionary. So if you have Miles Sanders, you should be able to start him this week. Um, you know, we talked about picking up Boston Scott just in case it seems like you might not need to have Boston Scott rostered right, right. now. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, that's really all I have. Okay. Let's get into start. Some, some start say questions. Uh, and then we're going to go into the underdog draft and then we'll return. We'll just kind of go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. First of all, Tejas, Appreciate you, man. Every week you, you're here. Always got to shout you out. Uh, he's saying that, hey guys, not a start sit question. I got limited by the one seed l- last week. Uh, sad emoji. Just wanted to thank y'all for everything this year. Your podcast really helped. Looking forward to next year. Well, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you joining live, too, which yeah. is not the easiest thing to do, uh, given how you know busy everybody is. I'm sure you're busy as hell, but you're still able to chill here with us. We appreciate you, man, for sure. Um, let's get into some start sits here. Wavy Marv is asking, I got three tight ends. That I can go with this week, uh, Juwan Johnson, Taysom Hill, or Cole Komet. Which one are you thinking? I, I think Taysom Hill was a more of a product of last week's game, right, and right. the conditions of that game. So I don't think I want to start Hill. And then the week before that, he got his points because it's kind of a, a fluky one play long touchdown to Rashid, Rashid, Rashid Shahid, yeah. right? So like you know, I'm not going Hill here. I, I'm leaning Juwan Johnson just because he's a, he's been on a touchdown streak, but then you have Komet going against the Lions. We know that yeah. he's basically Justin Fields' only option in the pass game, uh, but it's really close between Juwan and Komet. Who, who are you going with here, Zach?
4: I think I'm going to go with Komet here. Obviously, Juwan Johnson, like you said, he's on that touchdown streak, but... Komet, they're playing in Detroit. You know, They're not going they're not to compete with weather or anything. He's really the only option for Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields can get the ball to him plenty. He's their pass catcher. And the Lions are quietly allowing You know, six most fancy points to tight ends all season. So I think that Cole Komet is a nice start this week. I'd be happy starting him. Even though he's been quiet the past couple of weeks um, in a shootout, I think he's good for a touchdown with the way that this offense is operated with Justin Fields at the helm.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think Eileen Comet just by a hair over Juwan. It's a tough matchup for Juwan Johnson. Um, now you know if Chris Olave is out, right? I, yeah. you know I think Juwan will get an extra opportunity. But you know Justin Fields, all he has is Comet right now. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. is, is Equinemius Saint
4: Brown also in the concussion protocol? I, I know like all of his receivers are in some way, shape, or form banged up. You know, yeah. they're not going to be 100%. And Cole Komet's really the only guy that I really trust Justin Fields to get the ball to. We've seen him throw it to him a lot, you know, obviously when he gets in the game. Cole Komet, we had him ranked as a top 10 tight end a couple of weeks ago when Justin Fields was on that hot streak and he was throwing it well and it was going to Cole Komet. So I'm going to go with Cole Komet here in a good matchup against the Lions. I think you can't go wrong. Um, I think he has the highest upside of all these guys.
3: I'm with you. Steven Candelaria is asking Mike Evans or Jahan Dotson
4: in the flex. What has this fantasy season come to? <laughs> week 17. <laughs> here we are debating Mike Evans over Jahan Dotson. I can't believe it. I don't think there's a debate. I'm going Jahan Dotson. Yeah. I think he's been more consistent. And obviously, with Carson Wentz at quarterback, you know, I think he's going to get locked onto as far as target share goes, at least not less than he's had with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. And Mike Evans, he just hasn't been producing on a week to week basis. And does Washington have more scoring upside than the Buccaneers at this point? I think maybe. Oh, yeah, for sure
3: definitely um you know if you look at what Carson so Carson Wentz he played what the first five games of the season Jahan Dotson you know obviously got hurt early uh but in his first four games he scored four touchdowns with Carson Wentz this year um obviously he's scoring touchdowns now so it doesn't matter who his quarterback is he's been getting it done so I'm going Jahan Dotson as well over Mike Evans it's sad but it is what it is yeah um Steven has another question here. Don't worry, guys. I'll get to all of your questions here in the live. But Mike White or Geno Smith this week, you know, with Geno going up against the Jets, super tough matchup, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then on top of that, Lockett's banged up. If Lockett plays, you know, you got to upgrade Geno because (laughs) Lockett might be, you know, guaranteed a touchdown. But at the same time, this is a really tough matchup. Um, I like Mike White this week, you know, even though, you know, this is a, a tough matchup for him as well. His wide receivers have tough matchups, uh, but I think, you know, he still has guys like Tyler Conklin. I think he's going to utilize the running backs as well in the past game. I, I lean Mike White just by a hair this week.
4: I-, I think so. The way that we've seen Mike White play versus the way Geno Smith has been playing the past couple of weeks. I- I'm going to go with Mike White too. Um, he's going to have, I think his full complement of weapons, you know, where Geno Smith, like you said, is going to be missing Tyler Lockett. And this these two guys play each other. You know, I'm not too worried about this game being too low scoring. I think it'll be plenty high scoring enough. I think that Mike White. We haven't seen him play in a couple of weeks, but he's going to be the best that they've had in New York, you know, since he left the lineup a couple of weeks ago. They can get back to doing their thing. I think Mike White. He might be locked in for 300 pass yards. Whether that comes with a touchdown or not is remains to be seen. Uh, it's a tough matchup both ways for both of these quarterbacks, but I trust Mike White in this one more.
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, it's you know, quarterbacks have fared a little bit better against the Seahawks than they have against the Jets this year, right? Nick Bentley's asking Daniel Jones, Mike White, Gardner Minshew, or Purdy this week? This is a good one. This is a good question. Yeah. Um. You know, I think, you know, it looks like Jalen Hurts might play this week. Like he was, he practiced yesterday in, in a limited fashion. So mm-hmm. it is possible that he ends up suiting up. Maybe they hold him out one more week. There was also a report saying that he might not be ready for the first week of the playoffs. Uh. But I, so I, I don't know what to I
4: don't see that right happening. Now. You know, I think Jalen Hurts, he's going to be back for the playoffs regardless. But if he plays this week, you know, maybe it might make sense. You know, they just need one win to get to the play to get to the one seed. They would clinch it that way. So maybe they just put him in. He might not be 100 percent Jalen Hurts, but if they can just get a win against a pretty easy matchup, you know, they should beat the Saints, then that can give him time to rest. You know, maybe they just do that. Are you leaving Minshew out because of that report? I'm not question?
3: necessarily leaving them out. No, I, let's assume that Jalen Hurts doesn't play, you know, for the sake of this question, right? Because I'm assuming they don't have Jalen Hurts. So uh, between Daniel Jones, Mike White, Minshew, and Purdy this week, who are you going with? I mean, you know, is, is Daniel Jones the safest
4: option out of all these guys? I think he's the easiest pick and one to go with upside too, where, you know, Mike White, we know what he can do. I do like Mike White this week. I think he's going to be fine. I'm going to leave Minshew and Purdy out. I think they're like, streamers i think they don't have a whole lot of upside where mike white and daniel jones do i go with daniel jones because i think the rushing upsides there and he has a good matchup against the colts who are allowing a lot of points to fancy wide receivers and that translates well for quarterbacks
3: yeah yeah i i, I can see that happening i think i think i'm still leaning mike white though i think he has a little bit more upside than daniel jones this week that's fair i yeah. I, I, I think i lean mike white over these guys like Minshew. you know it is a tough matchup. I know he has the weapons, uh, but New Orleans has been pretty good against wide receivers and tight ends, so might not be as good of a matchup as he had last week, right? right? And and Purdy, you know, 15 points, he can get it done for sure against the Raiders. But will they need to throw it a lot? Like, can they be efficient? Yes, they can. But I don't think he has as much upside. I think Mike White throws for 300, like you said, um, throws a couple touchdowns. I think I think that's that's the way I lean this week. Right. I'm in agreement. Wh- yeah. Wavy Marv, I think we asked this answered this question already. Uh Jay Small in in the Flex PPR, McKinnon, Swift, McLaurin, Judy or Christian Kirk. I'm going McKinnon here, man. I'm going yeah. McKinnon. Um, you know, uh, the last time he went up against the Broncos, eight catches or nine catches, whatever it was, mm-hmm. for more than 100 yards, a couple touchdowns. Like the secondary for the Broncos, you know, they make it tough on quarterbacks. So, you know, he's going to be dumping it down a lot. And McKinnon's rap, right. rap participation has been above 55% each of the last three weeks. That's what really made the difference in his usage uh, lately. Kirk, Christian Kirk, tough matchup against Houston. The last time they went up against Houston, he didn't do anything. Uh, right. You know, Judy, you know, a little bit banged up. I'm really curious to see what his practice report is today. Um, I, I want to see what that looks like. Actually, uh, was it a Wednesday that he left? practice early or was it yesterday i think it was wednesday that he left i think it practice. was wednesday too yeah yeah he did return to practice uh and he was limited yesterday so something to keep an eye on there uh good matchup for judy um and mclaurin as mclaurin we talked about it carson wentz doesn't love mclaurin and the, his target no. share basically gets cut in half when carson wentz is under center this year so not going there swift jamal williams is healthy and, you know, Swift, you know, doesn't get an upgrade for me anymore, even though right. he is going up against the Bears. But it's a, you know, coin flip with him. I think McKinnon is probably the safest option here.
4: I think he's the safest option. And honestly, he might have the highest upside. I think yeah. at this point, from what we've seen from Swift, I know you can make an argument. Oh, yeah, Swift has a higher upside. No, I think McKinnon in the system that he's going to be working in against the Denver defense, like you said, that locks down receivers. Mahomes is going to be checking it down to McKinnon a couple of times at least. And he's done very well in the passing game. So I like McKinnon this week.
3: Yeah, it's between him and Judy for me. I, like in this question, it would be between him and Judy. It's close. If Judy was a right. full participant in practice and he was hundred percent, like maybe I'll lean him. But uh, I, th- I'm, I'm going McKinnon either way. I would say. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, uh, Tg10 is asking start Andrews in a non PPR league. Would you start him? I don't feel confident in starting him, especially with Lamar Jackson not in. I mean, we saw. Over the past couple of weeks, he just didn't do anything. If you have another option, you know, our, our tight end rankings are up there. Uh um, yeah. you know, if you listen to if you look at yesterday's episode, uh, you know, just on our YouTube channel, you can check out our rankings there. Um, but yeah, like it's it's not looking great for Andrews. I think he's still a star. He's still a tight end one, but that doesn't say much. He's more of a, you know, mid to low end tight end one right now for me.
4: Yeah. Also consider his matchup is not fantastic. You know, the Steelers, not the yeah, the Steelers, they're allowing the eighth least fancy points to tight ends over the last four games. So I just keep that in mind.
3: Steven Candelari, another question. Fant Aikens or Jelani Woods. This is Noah fan pretty easily. Yeah. Right? You have to. Okay. Joni Eskandari is asking, Ayuk or Dubs if Watson doesn't go? I'm going Romeo Dubs here. We haven't seen a huge, you know, target share towards Ayuk until this past week. Um, So I don't know. Obviously, Debo, by the way, limited in practice yesterday, could be back this week. Not super optimistic about it. Uh, But still, like, I don't necessarily trust Ayuk with Brock Purdy just yet. We don't have a huge sample size of that. Uh, We have a bigger sample size of him not doing his thing with Brock Purdy, you know. So I would go Romeo Dubs, you know, in that amazing matchup, especially if Watson can't go.
4: Yeah, it, the the combination of the matchup and you know IU just being mediocre right now with Brock Purdy a quarterback just makes me go with Dubs. It's very easy. Um, I think. Do you think if Watson goes, would you still start Dubs over IU? I think <laughs> I I'm was going to ask.
3: I was going to ask you the same question. Yeah. I think Dubs has more upside.
4: I think I would, regardless of whether Watson plays or not. I think Dubs is a really good flex play. You can get away with him as a upside wide receiver three this week too. Like you said, just that matchup is so good. Hopefully, you can take advantage of it.
1: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: David Rodarte is asking, DJ Shark, Jerry Judy, or Mike Evans in a P- PPR League, pick two. Is it Judy and Shark?
4: Yeah, I, I think you have to go with that. I mean, as... <laughs> As much as I want to say, Mike Evans, he's just not producing this season. DJ Chark, you know, he's liable to go for 100 yards any time at this point with the way the Lions offense is playing. And Jerry Judy, even though he's on a bad offense, I like his upside. He tore up the Chiefs secondary last time they played, and I think that he can do something close to that, or at least better than Mike Evans can do this week. Jerry Judy, the last three games, 8 for seventy three, seven for 76, and
3: 6 for 117. Um, So, yeah, Jerry Judy's solid, solid, especially in PPR. Eduardo Gonzalez, Devontae Foreman or Aaron Jones? Uh, I'm going Aaron Jones if he plays. Uh, Too much upside to leave on the table.
4: Yeah. Aaron Jones is going to be continuously ranked above Deontay Foreman by like a mile You know, each week as long as he's healthy. So I would go with Aaron Jones. This one's just a start your studs situation. Exactly.
3: Another question from him. Pacheco or DJ Shark in PPR? I know that Pacheco has a good matchup against Denver's run defense, but I'm going DJ Shark, especially in PPR.
4: Yeah, PPR you have to. Pacheco, I don't think he has much of any type of added value in a PPR league. You know, he's really just been a guy that's been getting it done in terms of ground game yardage. Or if he gets a touchdown, that's good for him. But as far as receptions go, he doesn't get any.
3: Andrew Wong is asking Mike Evans or Christian Watson. This one's really easy. Just go Christian Watson if he plays. Yeah. Brandon Myers, A.J. Dillon, or Deontay Foreman. This one's a lot closer. Who are you going with here?
4: I think I'm going to go with Foreman. No, I think he has the upside to get 20 carries and do a lot more with it than A.J. Dillon does. A.J. Dillon might get 12 carries, and we've seen him be pretty inefficient the past couple of weeks. Even though he does have some touchdowns added to kind of buoy his production, I don't like him as much as Deontay Foreman this week.
3: Yeah, I think Foreman has the upside to get 20 carries. A.J. Dillon doesn't. You know, if Aaron right. Jones plays, he doesn't get it. He, he's going to be dependent on those touchdowns. Minnesota's run defense, uh, you know, is really good. It's just that they have been allowing a lot of touchdowns to running backs. So, you know, don't be surprised if Dylan ends up scoring in this game, especially with Jones banged up a little bit. Right. Uh, but like, like you said, you know, Tampa is not a good offense. They're one of the worst offenses in the league. So Foreman has a good chance of of racking up some volume, both him and and, and Chuba right. this week. Uh, Malik Reed, Dubs or D Hop? Um, you got to go Hopkins. I'm going Hopkins either way, whether Christian Watson's in or out. Uh, Trace McSorley, you know, last week, he's not in this week. So it's going to be Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is going to be locking on to Hopkins. He's going to get his targets. Um, You know, D-Hop might be shadowed, you know, this week, but that's okay. Still going Hopkins. It's not the it's not a shutdown type of situation. Yeah. Uh, so go go with the stud in this in this situation.
4: Even though Hopkins, you know, he might not have the touchdown upside that he did with Kyler Murray at quarterback. At least he has that PPR floor to lean on. Eight or nine catches a week with um, Colt McCoy at quarterback. I would trust that over Dubs. Even though Dubs, like we said, we just talked about his matchup being very good. Um, I, I think you have to start DeAndre Hopkins this week.
3: Yeah. Okay. Let's go to two more questions and then let's hit up an underdog draft. How's that Sounds sound? good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Higby over Najoku this week. It's close. Yeah, it's close. I, I think I lean yes. Um, Derwin James, keep an eye on him because he is in concussion protocol right now. He returned to practice yesterday in a limited fashion. Uh, I think his practice report today, whether it's limited or full, will mean a lot. You know, keep mm-hmm. an eye on that. Usually, when players enter the concussion protocol, they do miss a game. Um. Yeah. So we'll see if Derwin Derwin Unless James is out. <laughs> oh man, if if Derwin James is out, I think that's a big upgrade for Tyler Higby. Um, yeah. So you know you saw what he's done over the past couple of weeks, especially last week. Um, he's been getting a big target share from Baker Mayfield. He's been his top target. Um, so I I, I think I lean Higby regardless, but I think yeah. Derwin has a has a you know has an impact on how big of a ceiling Higby has this week.
4: Yeah, I think Higby's situation is better just baseline, and it has a chance to get better, like you said, if Darwin James doesn't play. And also, you know, the, com- the Commanders have been pretty tough on tight ends this season; they're allowing the sixth least fantasy points to tight ends. And not to mention that uh, Amari Cooper inexplicably got a lot of targets last week in tough weather, you know, from Deshaun Watson. So I think that there's too many players for Njoku to compete with. Where Tyler Higby looks like he has a rapport with Baker Mayfield. Um, I think Higby is an easy start over Njoku this week.
3: Okay, there you go.
4: Uh, Malik Reed
3: is asking, and Aaron Jones. Or I'm sorry, I forgot to mention your name, uh, Philip Kurtz, for the Higby and the Joker question. Appreciate right. you, man. Uh, Malik Reed, Aaron Jones, or Tyler Algier. Uh, I, I think this is a lot closer than you think, right? Because um, Algier, you know, has a really good matchup this week. Uh, if you look at his rushing prop this week, it's set at like 75 yards, which That's is really high. Eight, yeah, which is an indication that the sports books are thinking that he's going to have a big game. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. I think Algier is the safer option here between Aaron Jones and Algier. Now, right, depending on what you are going for, right? Um, can he get a touchdown and seventy-five yards rushing? Yeah, he can. Uh, is he involved in the passing game? Yeah, a little bit. He is running routes more routes than any other running back on that team right now. Yep. So you know, I am not mad at it. If you want to start Algier over Jones, uh, if you don't want to deal with the potential situation like we had last week where Jones was limited. Uh, in right. that game, right? Um, I, I'm not mad at it. I, and, Ooh. like, like I think Aaron Jones is, like, by-the-book answer, right? But Algier, you know, it's tough to, like, not play him this week.
4: Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, go Tyler Algier this week. The matchup is good. And, obviously, you know, Aaron Jones, they're playing against the Vikings. They've been tough on the ground. They've been much worse against the pass, and I can see Aaron Rodgers doing his thing. Um, really, I think you have to go with Tyler Algier at this point because of the way he's been playing and the way that they've been using him. And like you said, the matchup is good. I, I think Tyler Algier, you start him. The youth movement is real in Atlanta. It's going to happen. Um, they're seeing what they have. I wouldn't be surprised if they give him um, you know, somewhere close to 20 carries, 18 carries this week with a couple passes. I, I like Tyler Algier this week. Yeah, crazy,
3: crazy. Yeah. Uh, Stephen DeVoe is asking, choose one for his flex full PPR. Pacheco, Olave, Hollywood, Hubbard, Moss, or Kelly if Eckler is out. And by the way, Eckler got l- another limited practice in yesterday. The Chargers don't really have much to play for. Uh, so keep that in right. mind. Uh, Eckler was also on Matt Harmon's reception, no Yahoo podcast, and he said that, you know, e- Harmon should have asked him. He's like, Hey, like, are you guys playing? <laughs> like, and Eckler's go Eckler says, Well, you know, we want to play. We signed up for seventeen, you know, seventeen games, eighteen games. Yeah, seventeen games, and we want to play, obviously, that's his answer. Yeah. But it's he said it's up to the coaches. That's what he said. So there is a possibility that Eckler does not play this week, which would absolutely suck for anyone who has Eckler. Oh, my God. That would be big. That would be –
4: Yeah. Three three big running backs out. That would be crazy. And then Jacob's situation. Ugh. Brutal. (laughs) Yeah. But let's hope –
3: I'm not going to wood for you guys. Hopefully, Eckler's in. Uh, But, yeah, in this question, like if Eckler's out, like I'm starting Kelly over all these guys. Pacheco, Olave, Hollywood, Hubbard, Moss. Um, especially if all the if especially if the rest of the offense is playing, you know, like Herbert and all those guys, right? Um, otherwise, I'm probably going Pacheco out of these options, and then Olave would be next up for me. Would you take a shot? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry, not Olave. Hollywood is who I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it would be Kelly if that goes out. Then Pacheco. Then Hollywood is 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 kind of where
4: I lean. I think I would go the other way. It would be Kelly. You know, obviously if Eckler's out, but then I'll go Hollywood and then Pacheco because it's full PR, full full PPR. Right, Colt McCoy is a much better quarterback than Trace McSorley. I think we're going to see Hollywood get more chances with the ball. All he needs is five or six catches and, you know, he could total 80, 90 yards, maybe add a touchdown. I like Hollywood this week more than Pacheco just because of the full PPR. Obviously, Pacheco, he's good on right. the ground. He's good for about 60 or 70 yards on the ground a game, maybe a touchdown. But I like Hollywood's upside this week at flex more than I like Pacheco um at flex. If Pacheco if this was like an RB question only and you're talking about floor, I would say Pacheco, but it's not. I think flex I would go with Hollywood.
3: Okay. Yeah, I think that makes sense. For sure. Uh Ramey Brown is asking Nick Chubb or Garrett Wilson at flex. Um this is close, man. This is really close. Yeah. I I I, I think I think I'm leaning Nick Chubb here. Just just by a hair. They're probably back to back in my rankings. I don't even want to look. <laughs> uh, Cuz I'm going to change it, you know. Yeah. Um but Garrett Wilson you know, if this is a PPR league, maybe I'll lean Garrett Wilson. You know, I, I don't know, Ramey, if it's a standard half for PPR. I think standard half, you know, because Garrett Wilson's good can be good for a touchdown too, right? It's not like he can't score. So it's like yeah. I don't know if that really matters. Um, but Nick Chubb hasn't scored in a little bit, man. So mm-hmm. I, I lean Chubb. I like Garrett Wilson this week. He's a start for me. You know, I have him as like a top fifteen wide receiver this week. Right. So um I like him. Do I have him as a top ten? I think I do. I think top you have ten, him top eleven. Nine. Yeah, think you have him yeah. At nine. So I I, I do like him a lot this week. I also have Chubb at like ten as a running back. So I I lean the running back. I lean the volume. Um, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm going with Chubb this week.
4: And for me for me, both of these guys are good starts. You know, Nick Chubb, we talked about the regression that's probably coming for Nick Chubb. He hasn't scored a whole lot, you know, the past couple of weeks. Um, and that could get back he could get back to his scoring ways. But I might actually feel more confident at Flex just betting on Garrett Wilson, rekindling that, you know, chemistry with Mike White that we saw a couple of weeks ago that made him was it the wide receiver four or something in fantasy points over that three week span where he was doing really good? Yeah, I would kind of, I would maybe take my chances and bet on that. Uh, yeah. I, I like, I like Garrett Wilson this week, especially over Nick Chubb. There's a chance Nick Chubb just continues his cold streak. You know they don't have a whole lot they're playing for. The offense isn't that good. I think Garrett Wilson has a better chance of you know going for two touchdowns maybe than Nick Chubb does have going for one. Now, that might be a bit bold. But I like Garrett Wilson with Mike White at quarterback, and I think they can get back to their winning ways, definitely, this week.
3: My only concern with Garrett Wilson is that this is, it's, a tough, it's yeah, a tough matchup. It's a tough, the tough matchup. The have Seahawks been, have been really good against wide receivers this year, bottom but, five uh, yeah. over the past four weeks and over the season. Uh, but I do like him at the same yeah. time.
4: But if we're going to project, like you and I both said, Mike White could easily go for 300 yards. You got to figure at least 90, 100 yards. are going to Garrett Wilson of that, right? It's
3: true. It's true. No, it's true. Yeah. It's true. If this is a PPR league, maybe you lean Gary Wilson then. Yeah. Okay. Garrett Freed, Nick Chubb, Brian Robinson. This one, I love Brian Robinson this week, by the way. Yeah. Um and and also, like if you want to, you know, throw some bets out there, I love Brian Robinson. I was just on a betting show this morning, and Brian Robinson uh is at I think plus 110 for his, let's see, let me look at it real quick. Brian Robinson at plus 105 for any time touchdown. Um, there have been 13 running backs with 100 or more carries since week 10, and they've scored an average of four, almost four touchdowns. And Robinson yeah. is one of those guys who had more than 100 carries this year. Uh, I'm sorry, since week 10, and he's only scored one touchdown in that span. So that's that screams positive regression to me. And the Browns are allowing the third most rushing touchdowns for running backs this year. So that's right. a nice little bet i could i would play travis Etienne, another one um he's also due to score uh he's anytime touchdowns at plus 100 for him 14 red zone carries four carries inside the five over the last four weeks no touchdowns all the guys around him with similar opportunity in the red zone four touchdowns four touchdowns six touchdowns two touchdowns and now he's up against the texans they've allowed the most rushing touchdowns to running backs this year so I like a parlay with those two guys because uh, you can get it. We're a putting together parlays week seventeen championship. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Uh, I like it at plus plus three ten, and yep. I even like their two touchdowns too. Uh, if they score two touchdowns, that's plus six hundred for B Rob and plus five fifty for Etn. Something to uh, something to keep in mind because these positive regressions, as we've seen this year, sometimes go uh, get uh, you know go mm-hmm. uh, in bunches. And are those rushing touchdowns or scrimmage touchdowns? Rushing touchdowns. No, it's right. anytime touchdowns, so it doesn't matter. Oh, okay yeah that's fair anyway i like those good. anyway but that all that being said nick chubb <laughs> <laughs> bottom line nick chubb just for started. the record yeah, yeah. nick chubb anytime touchdown is like minus 120 yeah. so like <laughs> put vegas
4: put nick chubb put nick vegas chubb in your better fantasy lineup and yeah, then yeah. put brian robinson in your parlay this week there you go that's because yeah the vegas is
3: saying that nick chubb is going to score a touchdown this week basically yeah um Let's see. Uh, Brandon Vinley. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, London or Algier? Full
4: PPR. Full X question. This is a I good think, one. Yeah. This is super close. I mean, I'm looking at it. I think Algier has a better workload coming his way than London. Obviously, London, he's been doing his thing. But... I think Algiers' production the past couple of weeks has been much more sustainable than maybe London's. He's getting the targets, but I don't know how much I trust Desmond Ritter just yet. It doesn't matter if Desmond Ritter's having a bad day, he can still turn around and hand the ball off to Algiers. But if he's having a bad day, London's not going to have a very good day. So I would maybe go Algiers here just for the safety and security of his workload. Yeah, I think so too. I feel like you have to. Like I love London, especially for next season. I want to see how things go this offseason, but that's next season. I think Algiers this week is the play for me.
3: Yeah, I agree. I'm going Algier. Even though London, I feel like has a pretty safe floor in PPR. But I think I'm going London. Okay. Right. L- last question before we get into the a uh, quick underdog underdog draft. These drafts take like five minutes. So, yeah. you know, we'll we'll be right back into the questions. But uh Joni Esconderi is asking, uh Pacheco or Singletary if Connor can't can't go. And the reason why uh Joni's asking that question is because Connor uh didn't practice yesterday with an illness, but should be good to go. I would assume right. that he'll play. If he doesn't play, uh, I'm going Pacheco over Singletary for sure.
4: Yep. That's not really a question for me. <laughs> no, yeah. I think Singletary, he has the liability to go for like single digits any week. Where Pacheco, he has a super nice floor for you as a fill-in every week. 2400 Sports is an odyssey company.